Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Yo. Yo, all right. It's your show. I just want to mention that this guy over here looks like he's going on vacation. He does. He brought in, uh, a, came in yeah. in a new shirt, his new shoes. Yeah, he's got some new and jeans his, on. It's not a new shirt. Oh, it looks new. It's all well, ironed. I've never and seen you in it. It's buttoned up all the way. He's got a backpack a on and a ginger ale. He and has a, a Canada drive. That really set yeah. it off. That's all it was, the, was the ginger ale. No, no it's, it's all of it. You, you should have seen it. every day. I wear the New Balance shoes No, it's been one thing. You know, you've added a few of these things, but to see you walk up today, the haircut, the shoes, the jeans, the shirt, and the Canada drive, was like, look at this guy. It's like, hey, yeah, feeling good. I'm going on vacation. Just dropped my kids off at preschool. Yeah, you did look like you're going on a trip for sure. You're feeling good. I am. That's good. Thank you. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to Vegas or anything. I'm going to New Mexico to do a little hiking, and I'll be back. <laughs> yeah. Oh, your mom's taking this you. Mom's taking you hiking again. <laughs> well, that was a trip with his mom. So that's probably the last time. I we know, went on but vacation. also he looks like you know, like an adult dad now, doesn't he? Like you know, yeah. he's doing I'm an a adult little, little, little hiking. When's the last? What was the last I mean, vacation most of the time you went on? You had like a Rage Against the Bernie Machine shirt. <laughs> yeah, and like you know, you have a collection like of adult those. dad. Don't be like, well, that's what I am, guys. I don't know why you're judging me because it looks a million times different. I need to do laundry, so I throw on one of my long sweep shirts. I never. Really oh, wait, wait, wait. You, this is what you look like when you need to do laundry? Pretty much, yeah. Well, you should That's do laundry You should do it in reverse. I, yeah. I, I would go the in reverse. The shirts are too small. The pants are ripped all the way up to your thigh. Yeah, do those I, I last. New jeans. I yeah, saying, exactly. You've last, got new see? jeans now, new shoes. I would start with this outfit and then I work your way down. jeans and a t-shirt. Next time we see you in a uh, Rage Against the Bernie or Bernie Against the Machine shirt. Yeah. Will know you need to do laundry yeah. instead of I just did laundry. Got my 2014 <laughs> Bernie shirt on. Yeah. I had no idea that's how the rotation yeah, was working. You What's your rotation, Lazo? When you're about to run out of laundry, what do you get down to? I really, it's I still have the same stuff. So, D- the, but don't the, for I me, have the shirt stops fitting. Black t-shirts, but my my t-shirts stop fitting because when I have fresh laundry, I have t-shirts like these are darker, they're newer, and they fit better. As it gets older, they're a little smaller. They're no. a little. They've been I washed too many times. Lot. I should. That's what I so probably I'll go should through, do. Like you know, once a year, and just be like, all right, I don't ever wear that one. Like if it's still in my closet hanging up and it hasn't moved, I'll just get rid of it. The main thing, my main motivator for laundry is the uh, the underwear. I still run out of underwear. Yeah, I, still I should buy just it buy too. more. I should just I keep do. buying it. But I, I run. I've got so many socks now. But I'll still run. I get down to like the underwear I don't want to wear. And I'm like, I'm, I'm not a boxer brief guy anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't. I still they're in there, but I don't want to wear them. That's when I know. Mm. All right. Well, we're not here to talk about underwear. We could be. We could be if you it's wanted a podcast, to. Podcast. It's yeah. your podcast. You can do whatever you want. Tell us uh, what you want to talk about. You can do that on our uh, subreddit, and that's what people were doing this week. You can also message us on Instagram and all that. We have a website that you can go to yeah. laszlo.church, and you can find all that. stuff. Stuff. And I was going through questions that people had, things that topics that they wanted to discuss, and I noticed there were quite a few people, men and women, yeah. who had divorce-themed questions. Oh, really? Yeah. And I thought, well, you know, we could talk about divorce. I guess if there's this many people that want to talk about divorce, you know, what all do you want to know about divorce? Some were very vague. Or they specific about yours and mine? I'm guessing they're going through it. There were some that might be a little specific to ours, but for the most part, I felt like these people were going through divorces and wanted a little bit of, you know, what's it like on the other side? You want to know why SlimFast got divorced? It's because him and his wife couldn't agree on which Olympic team to root for. Yep, that's right. It was the uh, 2016 Summer Olympics. No, is that right? Yeah, it was. 2016? Yeah, 2016 uh-huh. Summer Olympics, and uh, I was very excited about the gymnastics team. I thought they did great, and I could tell that she seemed under-enthused, yeah. and that's when I knew something was wrong. Yep. And that's when I asked, is something wrong? And she said yes, and I left, and I never spoke to her again. <laughs> well, actually, she might have said maybe, and I said, okay, I'm out of here, and that yeah. was it. Uh, so do you want to go through some of these questions, Laszlo? And some of them are like that's legal questions right. that I don't know anything about because I'm not a lawyer, and I don't know if you had to go through I, any I, of this I, stuff. Yeah, don't use not, any of this for legal advice. Right, sure. exactly. But some of these some of these questions I'm thinking you might want to ask a lawyer about that. But I know you, 
you did a lot. You had to go through a lot more divorcey stuff. I did a lot um, of lawyering. Right. And I didn't have to do that. My ex and I shared a lawyer. My brother. brother. Yeah. Yeah. And like she didn't come to court or anything when we got the divorce. She was out. She'd already left. And so I took care of all that. But and we didn't. There was nothing that we were fighting over. I think there was some stuff like, you know, I refinanced the house. I was going to sell it. And then I ended up refinancing it. And we just split the money. And actually, I may have given her a little bit more, but we didn't have any. Right. There were no disagreements. Like, well, I think I should get this. Well, I think you shouldn't. So we just kind of, and we didn't have a whole lot to fight over. So, and we didn't have kids. That's the biggest that's thing. Big I think thing. if you have yeah. kids, that's it. So, uh, one of the questions that I thought was a pretty good question, I'm sorry I didn't write down everyone's names here, but someone asked, like, how much are you willing to deal with if you have kids before you get a divorce? A lot. I mean, well, for me, it was, that was the worst part, was knowing. The worst, your only job as a parent is really to kind of protect your kids, right? Like, I shouldn't say it's your only job, but that's your biggest job, right? Is to protect your kids. And then you know that something is coming down this train track, right? And it's going to hurt them. And it is 100% the two people that are supposed to protect them, their fault. Right. And they're not doing anything to fix it, or they can't. Or they can't. Right? So, but you know that it's still your fault. Yeah. You're here. Now, you can say it was my spouse's fault. It's two people's fault, and you're the parents of these kids, and now you got to tell them that, hey, your parents, for whatever reason, can't seem to act like fucking adults and figure out how to get along. So we actually have to go to the principal's office. Yeah. And we counselors. Right. And we go to the principal's office, and the principal will decide yep. uh, uh, how we, right? Like, like we're, we're going to see dad, right? Like, dad's going to yeah. decide the punishment because we just can't get along. And you know your only job is to protect them. It's coming down, and you know it's going to hurt them. Not only do you know it's going to hurt them, but studies would tell you that it may last for their entire lifetime. Sure. Right? Yeah. They're going to be devastated. And. I don't know like when the worst time is to do it. Uh, obviously, when they're little kids, it's going to have a longer impact on their life because, well, I mean, they're younger, but because they're going to be living with you for longer, so they're going to have to, you know, switch. Right, but then I also but what about like when you're a teenager? It might be more difficult. Right, because if they're little, maybe they never remember. Exactly. Right? So and do they you don't get really it out of the way? Deal, right? Yeah, do you just get There's out of the no way? easy way to go about it. And you hear people say, well, sometimes divorce or, uh, can be a very healthy thing, which I agree. Especially and if you're fighting for in front the kids. of the kids. Right. right. So, and better for the kids. That could be an option, but you, you only know what you know. Yeah. You don't know what you don't know. I don't want to sound like Donald Rumsfeld here, but when you don't know how they're going to react and you don't know what the future holds, and yeah, people say, well, if you're in a bad marriage, it's better, but I don't know that. Yeah. I There's no way I can know that. All I know is the situation that I'm in now, and I know... Coming up, I'm going to have to tell them that their entire life is about to change. Everything. Right. Everything is about to change. One day, you're going to wake up and have two homes. A new normal, which is a big deal. And you're going to have to pack all your shit in a backpack all the time. And dad's going to have to drop off baseball gloves at mom's house. And mom's going to be running late from work and not be able And she's going to have to drop. Like, everything, your room is your room. That sanctuary that you had, but it's not going to be your room all the time because you're not in there all the time. All that stuff that you just kind of take for granted, you got to tell these kids. Yeah. And you got to tell them. And they're clearly, I know we say it, but they're clearly going to, they have to think, what was my role in this? And even though you know their role is nothing in it, there's no way that you can be in that type of, uh, you know, group setting as close-knit as a family and have them not think I'm involved in this somehow. Right. How could they not? They're probably, they right? could be fighting about me when I'm not around. Who knows? Maybe they're fighting about me in front of me. Right. I don't know. You don't know. But yeah. You, somehow you think I play into this. Oh, you have to think as close as I am to these people, I have to be. Or do you have to think maybe I'm not important enough for them not to get along? Oh, yeah. I hadn't thought of it that way. Right. Yeah, so now you worry about all the things that could be going through their heads, right? Yep. And you're like, man. And I got to tell them that. So how long are you willing to do it? I probably would have, honestly, probably would have been willing to be miserable for my entire life. Yeah, but I didn't really you think that it wasn't probably, if, if, if someone asked you and you don't have all the answers, but if you had to guess, 
what's healthier for the kids? The new normal now, where you you know share custody, where you well, split now, custody. Right. Once you go through or, it, but the, but the, but once you go through it, you can look back on okay. it with hindsight. But at that point, you don't know what the new normal is. Right, you don't know what it's going to look like. Right, you have no how much idea. fighting there could still be. I do, and I could where be wrong. You're going to live. Well, where right. they're going to live. Those are huge right? factors that I'm sure the fear cause a lot of people, if not the majority of people who are thinking about divorce, to hesitate. It's the where am I going to live questions. How am I going to survive? How, what if I have to pay this person money? What if this person doesn't pay me money? Well, it's all the unanswered questions, which makes it as scary as death. Yeah. Because as many people who can tell you they've been through it, you just haven't done it. And it's different for right. me. You haven't experienced it. Yeah, until not you my way. It, you experience right? And it. everything. And by the way, I had a ton of friends who I would talk to who are months or years ahead of me in the divorce process, they'd be like, yeah, well, this is going to happen next. I'm like, you don't know that. Right. And then I'd be like, God damn, that did happen next. Yeah. So you're not as unique as you think. You're really not. And we never are. We never are. And, uh, you know, if you have someone who's gone through it before you, it, I would say, you know, a lot of times uh, it plays out the same way. If the people are in the same situation. So I'm guessing a lot of people who are in your situation, we don't have kids, we have a house, we don't really have that much stuff. Uh, you know, and not, you don't have to bring it too much, but I'm in love with someone else, you're in love with someone else. We're both going to be happier tomorrow. Yeah. So I'll just go, right? We got some tax shit and refinancing stuff, right. but whatever. I'm moving, your new person's moving in, and I'm going with this person. I'm guessing most people who have had that similar situation... Could have told you a year ahead, like, this is how it's going to go, man. True. Right? Yeah. And people who were in my situation uh, w that were very similar, uh, those people had usually really good insight as to what was going to happen. Well, and I, I think the other variation there, even if it's the same as far as the, you know, we're, we don't have a lot to fight over and all that, I think there are some people that, because I... I I've seen or I've heard people ask questions about, you know, when do you start to feel better? Well, feel better about what? Are we talking about feeling better, about more confident that you're going to be able to live on your own, that right. sort of thing? Or are you talking about being hurt? Because I know that varies greatly depending on the situation. Sure. I mean, were you cheated on? Uh, you know, did you not want things to end until you knew that? Right. It was. Just, it had to cheating, end. And now, you cheating? and now you're sad because you made a mistake. Right. You, and feel you like can't you correct it. Fucked like, up your whole life. Right. You know. And I know that. And you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like there was a couple times where you thought you were close to divorce. Yes. And then you're like, you know what? We're gonna work on it. Yes. And I think that at least a couple times, like, no, I think we've found some common ground here. Well, for and we're sure. Try and we work bought it out. once and then took it back. Oh, you did? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't so, even remember. I mean, that. we tried it. Yeah. You know, it just wasn't ever going to work. Yeah. I think once you get to that point where you're just like, this can't work. Right. Is when you, you know, uh, you know, and, and you still think in your head it can. And you're like, it's re I can. I'm just sleep in the basement. Right. Like, I, what, what's the big deal? I, like, what am I, I missing out on? That. Like, and then, you know, she'd be like, well, I'm going to go out with my friends. I'm like, this was a, great. Right. Just have bedroom divorce. Right. And, and we'll, just, we'll just do that. House. Like, and the yeah. kids don't have to leave them. When they turn 18, you can leave or you can leave. But we'll get through it. But, you know, when you're dealing with, you know, unresolved love, issues. Yeah. Right. You know, that, that and you still got to see each really other. hard for people to just be like, hey, we're just going to be roommates now. Because yeah, you still got to put on that happy face there. when you're, and I assume you're only doing that if you have kids. Right. So then you got to put on that happy face every time it's time to go to sports. And or every take time they do something, it makes you more and more angry because you don't sure. like this person, right? And you feel when like I don't have to. When you love someone and you're in love with them and you're and you're married or just dating or whatever, and they do something that annoys you, it's not that big of a deal because you love them. Yeah. But now you fucking hate them. Yeah. Like you hate them. <laughs> right. And then they do something annoying. You're like, I fucking hate you. Like, there's no turning it, back. On both sides. I'm saying for both people. You're like, Jesus Christ. You know, what would have been like, oh, did you sleep in and, you know, uh, and get the kids to school late? Haha, <laughs> that's funny. Why don't we go get breakfast? You know? And it's like, hey, you fucking miss getting <laughs> the kids to school? Right. Yeah. Pull your shit together. Like it's, it's just, just it's, anger it, at right, all times because, because you, you despise person. Right, I mean, and everything they, they do. Like what we did, both of us, I think, to a good, as good as we could. You know, maybe if you ask my kids, they'd have a different story. But we didn't fight in front of them a lot. Yeah. So now you're burying that down. And then as soon as they go to school, you're like, right? right? Just letting it go. And then it's totally unhealthy, too, because, you, you know, like I drive home from work and I'd see your car in the driveway. And you want to go in because you want to see your kids, but you're sick to your stomach, man. You hear this like, one it's a lot. Like, it's, like, it's like 
going to school, you know, in having like a final. Or a bully that you, <laughs> that right. you don't want to see well, or whatever, I, something yeah, looming right. over you. But to me, it was the final that I didn't study for. Yeah. And the, 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 there's no resolving this. It's too late. It's too late to resolve this, and I got to fucking go in there. Yep. And I know I'm going to fail. <laughs> right. Like, it's done. Like, there's, no, there's nothing here. I don't know trigonometry. Right. I don't know it. And even if you don't want to fight... Right. Too bad, because one day one right. person doesn't want to fight, well, it's then the coming. other person will. The final's coming. You look for that weakness. And it's every day. Yeah. I feel you like just, once you did that hate for level, an unstudied for final. And you, it's, just, every day. it's a boxing match. Sure. You're both just kind of waiting for each other. Right. And even if that person walks in the house up, and they seem sure. nice, yeah, the other person's ready. And you're mad. You're both mad. And you're hurt. Yeah. Right? And you're scared. Yeah. You know, so put all those things and then put them in a kitchen together. You're a prisoner in your own home. Right. It's bad. So, and I can't help answer this one, but one of the big questions this guy asked, and I'm well, I guess I said, how long would you say? My answer was that I would try to stay as long as I can. That's what I did. And then there'll eventually be a time where you either say, we're going to, I think like in the 50s, I don't know, maybe my parents, your parents, who knows? They just didn't like, do They're it. just like, whatever. They, we're just not getting divorced. Can't so be it. quiet. Can't do it. And one of the two of them just shut the fuck up. Yep. That's it. Right? Like, I really believe the other back. one's like, man, your father's right. Or man, your mother's right. Just shut up about it. Like, that's what we're going to do. You know, that's really, really hard to do. And so, especially I, I because think divorce of, doesn't have the stigma that it did then, right. and and you don't have to be that person. But if you look back at a lot of your friends' parents, or maybe yeah. your own parents that were married forever, look at that couple and go, was one of these the person doing exactly what Lazar just said? Though, okay, sure, the person who just slowly had. But I also think they, they, when you body. look at it, they got through it. That that's the thing where you're like, oh, and maybe they got well, maybe better days. we could do this. Then you see like your parents' parent or your friends' parents and. They're retired somewhere together. Yeah. Like, and I see my parents, you know, they, you know, my father passed, but they retired to Florida and lived all these years together. And, I, and I'm thinking like, I remember being in my teenagers. I'm positive you two didn't like each other. Right. How'd you get here? Now you're going out to breakfast, lunch, and dinner together all the goddamn time. And you're like, my dad's, oh, she's my best friend. I'm like, when the fuck did that happen? <laughs> right. Because you were not <laughs> was, best friends when I was a kid. Oh, no. I'm positive it, it, of that. Positive. Absolutely. Sure. That's not how you treat a best friend. <laughs> I'm sure of that. Yeah. And I do. I agree with so you. So that's why you're like, maybe we can do this. Yeah, you can fake it till you make right. it. But the thing is, I do think you'll get to a point where you're getting along better. You might right. even be sort of getting along. But if you've never really resolved those issues, I am going to guess it's you coming back. No, right. It, it's probably going to come back in some shape or form. And I do wonder what that, what a professional would say is the right amount of time to stay. Even if you think you're hiding the fighting from the kids, they know what's going on. They can sense the right. tension. So what is healthy? Well, I remember going to the counselor, uh, a counselor by myself and her saying like, this ain't getting better. Yeah. You know what you need to do. Yeah. Like, Are you talking about not, like marriage or you yeah, marriage counselor? Marriage, yeah. yeah. I, I went to that. by myself and she was like, you know, this, this, this isn't going to work. Like, right. you know what's happening. You, you know what's happening. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Well, that's, yeah. so that's the next question that I can't help with. And I'm guessing that this guy's going through divorce, but he's said that the you know the issue that he's most hung up on is telling the kids. Yeah, it's how, the worst, How man. the hell do you tell them? And do you tell them together, which I would you know, assume that a lot of times you do. I think there's but a million different tell, ways to and do it. What, do you research this? Do you look it up? Do you try and figure out, okay, when's the best time of day? Am I supposed to take them somewhere? And then he wants to know, and obviously you don't have to share this, but how did your kids respond when you told them? I didn't have kids, so that was a right. huge difference. I think when you're talking about divorce with kids, it's two yeah. different things. Um, oh, it's the worst, because for us, I don't remember why, but we did it together. We, I'm... I'm, I'm you know, I think a lot of people do. I'm positive we, I Googled something and she yeah. Googled something. And we probably both Googled something, came up with a different Google answer and was like, fuck you. <laughs> right. We're going to do it this way. This place says take him for ice cream. And she's like, fuck you. It says do it on a Monday morning before take school. Take him for breakfast, yeah. Up. I'm like, fuck that. We'll do it. And then, you know, it's like, well, then fuck you. I'll do it first. And that's when the kids run in and go, I'll we be- know. Right. We already know. I'll beat you to it. <laughs> right. So I'll never tell them. <laughs> I just got to tell they were still married. And they, like, they, you could just argue about everything. So I do remember, you know, calling them in and telling them. And, you know, it, it was... It, and how long... I mean, you knew for a few days in advance that this was coming. You knew for a you, long time. Okay. That you were going to have to... And you, I'm guessing you had these conversations. Like you said, how are we going to tell them? Right. Where are we going to tell them? And then you're probably laying there in bed at night trying to envision how are they going to react. Right. What's, what's my oldest well, again, reaction? Again, again, you're going to hurt them. Like, yeah. I know. I'm, what I'm about to say to you is going to hurt you. And I'm not supposed to hurt you. Yeah. Like, that's my job. My job is to not hurt you. 
And what I'm about to say to you is going to hurt you. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know how you do it. You know, so it, and man, it ain't easy. Do you think? I will tell you this and what other people told me, and it's true. Look, it was hard on them. I'm not going to lie. It is hard on them. But they're more resilient than you think. They're more resilient than you think. And, and their friends' parents are have, getting divorced. And it's just, <clears throat> again, that goes back to the stigma right. not being there. But it's also like, you know, the most important thing that you, at least that like I just remembered to do, was to love them. Yeah. Like, that's it. Like, this is bad. And, you know, you try to come up with all the excuses. Like, you know, remember when you and Jimmy were best friends in the first grade? And then now you're in the fourth grade and you never talk to Jimmy. Well, I'm Jimmy and your mom's you, right? <laughs> right. Like, I think they're like, what the fuck? Right. Like, Jimmy's an asshole. <laughs> like, so it's really hard to do, but you try to have that conversation with them and try to make it, you know, that they can relate to it. But at the end of the day, you're just telling them, your mom and dad are getting divorced. We're not going to live in the same place and you're going to have to switch houses. Yeah. And on these days, you're going to be going here. And on these days, you're going to be going there. And that's the way it goes. Fuck that. That's a fucking heavy load to put on a kid. Of course. Like, what? Yeah. And you, I just got home from school. Right. And the age, I'm sure, plays right. a huge I thought we were going to go factor. see a Marvel move. Spider-Man. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? We're like, what? So my oldest took it harder than my youngest. And maybe that just Because he was more aware, I think. Right. right? I mean, or maybe my youngest was, you know. But they're also different kids. How I don't old know. was your youngest? What was he like know, six man. or yeah. seven or five, six, maybe something like? Uh, yeah, I guess for certain, he must have been a little older than I was thinking because it wasn't that know. long ago. So he would have been. Yeah, 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 I guess he would have been like five or six. Five, he, was, maybe. he was young, four or five. Yeah, yeah. But your oldest, I feel like, was at that age where if you could have asked them, "Hey, you know, what do you think? Would you rather we stay married?" And oh, they would just said stay married. They would have just continued to say it until what age? Because I do think there's a point like. My brothers would have told you there were certain times they just, thought my parents would have got just gotten worse and worse and worse. That's yeah. the thing. So I don't know what that age would have been, but eventually, you know, it would have just you wouldn't be able to hold your tongue all the time in front of them, which we weren't able to do towards the end. You know, like then you can feel tension, right? Yeah. Like there used to be laughing and singing and hugging, you know, uh, at the dinner table or while you're cooking dinner, and now it's like. Fucking tacos again. <laughs> right. You're ready to right, like, it's just Everything's annoying. But was it like a lot of things in life where you dread it and dread it and dread it and it wasn't as bad as you exactly. thought? Exactly. Yeah, okay. it is. It, well, no. It's as bad as you think. Let me just say this. It's as bad as you think, but it doesn't last as long as you right. think. Right. That's what like, I mean. Like, it was kind of... It was over. Like, you told them. They handled it how they handled it. You handle it how you handle it. Your ex-spouse or current spouse who's about to be your ex handles it how they handle it. And then life is crazy, man. It's just you wake up and it's the next day and you're like, holy shit, I told him. So it's behind Now me. what? Now it's like on to the next set of fucking problems, yep. right? Like this is behind us. I want to make sure that they're good and I'm always checking on them and telling them that I love them and that I'm always going to be there for them and all those things. I got to make sure I'm doing that. But I also got shit I got to do in the future here. Mm-hmm. You know, like I got to figure out what days I get them. How am I going to get them Who's to school? Where? I got to go to court. That's when the lawyer thing it just becomes constant lawyer. Right. You, I mean, it. you were talking to your lawyer all the time. All you the had time. court dates that were coming up or getting moved all or whatever, and that was it. And uh, someone asked, and this is kind of a legal question, but I think we know the answer to it. But they asked, if you're going to get a divorce and the person cheated on you, They've been lying to you and cheating on you. Yeah. Does that impact your divorce at all insofar as whether or not you have to pay alimony, whether or not you can sue them, which I definitely don't think you can sue them. I think you can't. I think that's in the state of Missouri. Oh, that there's some Kansas is a no fault. Hmm. So, you know, like, I remember going to my lawyer the first time. I said, well, you know, my wife, she's going to say this and this and this, and this isn't true, and this isn't true. And she goes, yeah, nobody cares. I was like, What? And she was like, yeah, nobody cares. It's a no-fault state. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what you did. I'm like, but I didn't. She's like, well, doesn't matter. So let's just move on. Get past it. Now, I know in Missouri, I think you can testify like there was, you know, infidelity or this person did this or that. But I don't know because I didn't get divorced in Missouri. But in Kansas, it's no-fault. Doesn't come up. Let's see. No-fault, it says, for Missouri. 
Uh, it says Missouri is a no-fault state okay, now. Okay, so but, maybe it is. Yeah, I don't know. They go through different things. Fault, uh, no-fault, a separate... I don't know. But yeah, I was thinking that was one of those things that's kind of been changing over time where fewer and fewer states right. care. Because I think back in the day, and the reason when we were kids and we watched those movies and they sent out the private investigator to take pictures of the husband cheating or the wife cheating right. was because that was for the divorce. Right, of course. And they could show that to a judge sure. or whatever and say, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't think money. it matters. Yeah. Okay, so this one, what's the thing that pissed you off the most or at least just the strangest thing that you lost in the divorce? Oh, man. I didn't lose that much, but I, I did... I did buy a bunch of gaming systems for her. She never played video games at all. Right. And then she started wanting to try to play, and so she would play on my Xbox. And I was like, you know, this is kind of getting annoying because I come home and she's playing, and we had kind of, you know, I don't know, I'm like, this this is supposed to be gaming right now. Why are you learning how to play video games? So I bought her an Xbox, and that was hers. So she played, and we, you know, we could play at different, you know, we could play at the same time in different rooms. And I even went out and bought her uh, a PlayStation, which I'm an Xbox person. I'd already right. bought her an Xbox. So then I go, and I'm like, oh, she's really into this. So I bought her a PlayStation, and which whatever we were on then, maybe PS4, I guess. Right. And when she left, she just took that stuff. And there was a, a Wii and stuff too, or a Wii U, whatever it was called. And I just kind of remember thinking like, man... You know, I bought that stuff. All I'm left with the oldest Xbox here. It's the same yeah. generation, but I had like the very first Xbox One or whatever. And I bought her this nice Call of Duty one that was extra money, right. and I got her the new PlayStation. And I thought it's so weird that she wasn't into that stuff at all, and now that stuff's all gone. But honestly, when we divorced, it was very hands-off in the sense that I gave her a day because everyone told me this is what you do. You give her a day and a time, and then you're not there. And I said, okay. So I just followed yeah. everyone's advice. And I said, here's the day. Here's the time. Does that work for you? Yes. Okay. How many hours do you need? Give me this much time. Okay. So I left. And as I recall, I know I went and saw a movie. And then I think after that, I just had to kind of drive around for a while until she was done. Right. So I didn't notice a lot of the stuff that was gone until later when I was looking for it. Like, oh, well, did I she noticed because it came in there was shit in there. Right. Like right. the beds were gone. The couches were gone. Like everything. Like you walked in, you're like, Jesus. Right. And see, but that I was, was just also kind of happy with, with that. Because it was a fresh start. Right. It was like, okay, well, you know what? I'll buy, I'll buy the couch I want. Right. I'll buy the chair I want. If I'm going to make this my home, then I need to make it my home. And the kids need to know that when they come in here, that it's their home. So I need to figure this out. So, you know, I had a painter come in and paint all the rooms a different color. I bought a new couch. I bought a new chair. I didn't want any of the old stuff around, but I st- was happy that it was the same house because it was still the place that they were born and the place where they were raised, but it had to look different because what I didn't want them to do, at least in my head, is for them to come over and be like, oh God, dad didn't even change a couch or a picture. He just sits in here sad. Yeah. I thought it was important for them to know that dad's got his own life and he's not sad. Yeah. That he does have friends, that he does go out, that he does things, and that he can decorate a house by himself, right? The one thing that I do remember you say sad about that you lost, that's not it, uh, was, man, I would walk from my, and I've said this before, I go from my kitchen to the living room, right? And there's a fucking dining room in there. And it had a dining room table and a chandelier. And I'd walk by it, and I'd be like, Man, fuck that room. Like, it would make me angry because I'm like, nobody's going to eat at the fucking dining room for Christmas Eve anymore. Right. right? Like, yeah. we're not having fucking family over and doing a dining room thing. And this fucking China's not going out. This room, no one will ever walk in this goddamn room. It made me angry. And it was like this the last reminder of, you know, the sadness and anger and everything. It was that goddamn dining room. Yeah. So I just took the table and fucking threw it out and put three desks in there and put up my gold records and I've said this is my fucking office. I don't have a dining room. Yeah, it looks good by the way. Thank you. But But that was like that that was the thing. Like you just kept looking at it every day. Like it is such a sad room. Yeah, such a sad. Like that is like the last part, and it's a sad, sad room. Yep. And my house is really small. But there is technically a master bedroom. It's not that much bigger, but it's technically the master bedroom. And that was her room yeah. because I'd slowly just kind of, I mean, it was our room, but I'd stopped sleeping in there eventually. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, but I did have stuff in there, or at least I thought. But when she went and cleared stuff out, when she left, that room was empty. All that was left in there was a, a packing box, a small one. And there were a few, you know, knickknacks in there. I don't right. remember what they were. And I remember thinking, like, okay, I should move my bed back to that room because it's the master bedroom. 
and you know get my furniture in there and set it up with my stuff. But instead, that room sat empty for over a year. Yeah. And 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 you know, the, Brooke was like, "Why don't you do something with that room?" And I'm like, "I don't know." And right. I don't know if it made me sad or not. I do think that seeing it was at least a reminder of like, dude, get your shit together. You should use right. this room. I'd done sure. everything else. You know, the other stuff that right. I needed to buy again because she took the dining room table or whatever. Right. I'd taken care of that stuff. But that one room, I not, maybe it was making well, maybe me that's sad. Maybe the same to me, but it's like maybe that, maybe that was the room that I hung on to. That was right. the last I thing I think that to was go, kind of it. Right? Yeah, it's I think like, that's it. Once I turn this into my office, then it really is over. over. That's like, it. Even though we're divorced and living in different places, like that was the last thing. Yeah, you know, cuz there what did feel good when I changed it. To be honest with you, I was like this is great. Yeah, oh for sure. When I finally right. got that room, we you know, we got it set up. It's yeah. so much better now. But I think you're right. It's it's like I've said this about when pets die and obviously you can love a pet and it's very sad when they die. But another reason I think you're sad when a pet dies is because you know that that whole period of your life is behind you. And right. you go, "Wow, well, I'm getting older. That whole period is over." And I think there was something about the the finality of that room being set back up and that being all over that yeah. that whole part of my young adult life exactly. was over. Yep. I was no longer a young adult. I've been You're through right. a divorce. And that's funny because that's the thing. You looked at it that way. I looked at the dining room as um, everything I thought that that was going to be good as an adult was not what I thought it was. Yeah. Right? And so it wasn't like that was the, oh, shit. I fucked up adulthood. Yeah, there like is I that. I fucked it up. Like, not, there wasn't any, it was like, look, that's the, that's the reminder that you didn't do well. Because you do think, let's be honest, you can you can deny this, but when you get married, if you get married, you're thinking, this is going to work, or you wouldn't do it, for the most part. I know there's people that maybe no. get kind of trapped into it, but a lot of people think, oh, we're different. I we'll be one of those different. that maybe I, can I make it. I don't think so. You don't think that people think that way? Why no, do they get married then? because I think a lot of people just put one foot in front of the other. Well, that's it's the next for sure. appropriate thing to do. So you've been in this relationship... And it's good, right? And it's better than any relationship. Maybe this person's good for you or the relationship works, your parents like everything's smooth, right? Uh, but you know, it's one so you've been dating for a couple of years, like, oh, we should move in together. And you're like, well, that is one step in front of the other, right? Yeah. And you just keep doing it. And even though you do, maybe don't feel a hundred percent about it, and then you move in together and you're like, Okay, this wasn't so bad. I was worried about that, but right? And you just keep doing it, and all of a sudden you wake up one day and you've been married for Seven years, you got two kids. You're like, I'm fucking unhappy. Yeah. What the fuck happened? It was like, you know, how did I get here? Right. Everybody says, you know, just put your head down and, you know, put one foot in front of the other. But sometimes when you do that, you've done 15,000 steps that day and you don't know where the fuck you are. Yeah. Sometimes maybe it's better to just quit walking and lift your head up and look around. Well, and for me, I don't know if you felt this, but... profound, huh? You like that? You like that? But when I got married, part of my... Th- even when I got engaged, the whole, like, saying, that's my fiancé, and then when you get married and you say, my wife, you know, that's my husband, whatever. I was like, God damn, that sounds lame and old. And, you know, I think I got married it's somewhere funny, though, around but now, 30. don't you? Because I hear you say... It's funny you say that, because I agree. When you when you marry, no matter what time, the first couple of times you do it, you're like, you're a fucking old man. Like, my right. life is over. Right. But now, if I hear someone in their 30s or later say, that's my girlfriend, I'm like, what the fuck? Of you're course. not in high school. Right, exactly. So I even hear that with you. You're like, oh, my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm like... Your fucking girlfriend. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, it's fucking embarrassing. Jacket, it's right? embarrassing. Like, if I have to go pick something up I for don't know her. What you say. She, she had a flat tire last week. I had to call the tow truck driver. And I just say my wife. Because I'm like, this right. isn't this doesn't make any sense. <laughs> right. You know, you're going to think that we're 16 or something. Right. Yeah, we both talk about that. It's weird. Like, your girlfriend. Right. Both of you got, like, a family of fucking four. <laughs> right. Like, a girlfriend's for the 11th grade. Like, And I know that's not the case. And people are thinking, but... It sounds like that to me now. Uh, I maybe know. Just going to, after being divorced, I'm like, so I was like, do you have a girlfriend? I'm like, yeah. I think it's an same, age To thing. me, it's the same thing, but it's also, to me, it feels the same as like if someone says, oh, you're in trouble. Yeah. I'm like, I'm in trouble. I don't have a fucking girlfriend. Like, that's yeah. right. Like, I think I'm it's an age 10. thing. It could be too because I've been through divorce, but I think it's an age thing too. I think when you're older, saying the word girlfriend does somewhere. I mean, fewer and fewer and fewer of your friends are saying it. They're saying but, my wife, my husband. And so, the people who are saying it are 20 years younger than you. Right, which I'm not seeing those people right. very often. So right. they're you're nieces right. and nephews or right. whatever. And they're yeah. like, oh, my boyfriend. You're like, yeah, you're 12. Okay. Right. That makes you know, sense. How about my boyfriend? You're like, bitch, you're 40. <laughs> right. right. Like, it's, it's weird. But then you get to some point where it doesn't, you know, the, the wife thing, husband thing, at least for me, I just don't think anything of it because everyone is starting to say it. And so whatever, I'm getting old. I, I but mean, the divorce it, thing. To me, I've always been uh, much more uh, open to 
uh, pronouns. Is that right? If this is my woke moment where I would just say your name. Sure. Yeah. Hi. This is Sally. Right. Right? Because to me, like, if you just say, oh, my girlfriend, like, why? I don't have to put that in front of it. Yeah. But I mean, if you, again, if you go to the pharmacy, right, use that as an example, but going to pick something up, I'm here to pick up a prescription for, I can that just say the name. name. That's right. my you thing. Can just like, say, just the, say name. the name. Same thing, like, I'm here, they, them, he, she, right? All that stuff, like I told you, I'm done doing that. You can just say the name. I'm just going to say their name. Well, well, where did Steve go? Yeah. I can't get it wrong that way. It's the same thing. I'm here to pick up a prescription for Sheila. Right. And cool. I remember. How are you later, Sheila? I'm fucking not. <laughs> right. That's it. What does it matter? <laughs> right. like, am I allowed to pick it up or not? Because <laughs> right. you need proof that I'm fucking married right, to this person. It. But I remember Chris Rock putting out a special. I don't remember which one it was, but I remember watching it and thinking, that's that's okay. And then after I got married, I saw it again. I'd been married for a little while, I think. And I saw it and I was dying laughing. I was yes. like, holy shit. I... I thought that stuff was lame and and just not true, and that's right. so silly. And then once you experience it, and so once you get married, a lot of that stuff turns out to be truer than you thought, and it becomes funny because you're actually experiencing sure. it or you have experienced it. It's the same with divorce. Because all those shows, all those movies where someone was divorced, and they're like 40, and yeah. they're looking around going, what the fuck yeah. am I going to do? And you're like, I don't know. You're still working? Like, what do you mean? What are you going right. to do? I couldn't relate to that. But there's definitely, once you experience it, you're like, holy shit. Well, I'm those are the, you know, the, the, the I have nothing going on really. Right, well, the nights you talk about, like what you know, what's that night? That night where you have to tell your kids if you have kids that you're getting divorced, right? Uh, that's a rough one. Um, and then that night after the person moves out and you've got the days and dates set, right? Yeah. That first night. Where they're not there and your kids aren't there, fucking devastating. Right man. now, that's it's all. Now like, it's my God, I've made the worst mistake. What am I? What could am I, I have, do? Could I have been more of a pushover? It's, could I have let that stuff slide? What could am I, I going to do? How am I going to live my life? Yeah. There's no living here. I'm done. It's like uh, it feels exactly the same. If anybody's ever done this, when you go to an AA meeting for the first time, and they're like, "Well, you just you know you're not going to drink tonight." I'm like, "Well, what the fuck am I going to do?" <laughs> right. I can't, and to me, the first time I ever tried to get sober, the, I was like, well, I just, I can't watch baseball. Everything Because I like to drink drinking, yeah. booze. I can't go out. Nope. So I stay at home. I can't watch football. I really can't see any of my old friends anymore. They're drinking. So I'm just going to sit at home and watch TV, and I guess I'll just have to live with that. That's how I felt the same night that my ex-wife and the kids left. Like, see you Wednesday, Dad. I'm like... What the fuck? Right. I can't do it. There's nothing to do. Yeah. That, There's absolutely nothing to do. It's devastating. Devastating. That, I will tell you, that, that, gets, be I, a, but that gets better, too. Sure. Well, of course. Because yeah. I mean, it's you a always new normal. miss them. I always miss them. I wish if I could have my kids seven days a week, I would. I, you know, my best days are with them. Uh, but it's not shocking to be alone anymore. You're used no, to it. No. And, you know, you understand the benefits of it, too. You know, people say, you know, oh, do you think it's better for them? This is what I do know. Uh, I think I was a good father while I was married. I'm a better father now. That goes back to the health thing about what's healthier. Because I think you can be a better parent. And also, the time that I have with them is solely focused on them. Right. Uh, That's why, like, I've been in relationships and people say, you know, um, you know, it doesn't matter. I want to meet your kids. I want to be a part of that. Right? Yeah. And I'm like, no. Because, and it has nothing to do with them. Yeah. It has everything to do with, I have these days with these guys. Yeah. And if if you're here... It, it could distract. Right. And uh, you will. There's no way that you sure. can. I mean, because I'm going to have to try to make you happy too. Yeah. And I understand that. And you deserve that. You deserve that type of relationship where everybody's working together to try to make you happy. But I don't have it in me. My sole focus for these four days is going to be on these two kids. And I, I don't want to be distracted. Yeah. And so I know other people, you know, they get into relationships, they meet people, and it works. Uh, for me, I haven't been able to find that yet. I've had to clearly separate the two. 
this is my time with the boys, and this is my time without the boys. And if you've heard the radio show, then you know we, you know, Slimfast lovingly calls that Laszlo mode. Yeah, you got right. dad mode and you got Laszlo mode. Right. And I do. I think there can be people though that are in different circumstances where they say, "Hey, hey you know I what? think it could. Work. I need help. I, think I, may I need be help. the one who's uh, who suffers for it. I'm not saying my way's the right way at all. Right. I'm just saying I, that's where I found myself. Uh, those first days of being devastated into. I got these kids for five days now. It is all going to be about them. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's probably probably a little unhealthy. Um, but that you know that's what got me through. If you're looking for a way to get through, that was my thing. And like it was do these five days with them, make it all about them. And then these days when you don't have them, uh, try to have fun. Right? Sure. But you can get through it then because uh, you know they're coming back. Yes. Right, and so that has got me. Through and you're not taking that time I for granted. I don't know ever what again. the fuck I'm going to do when they go to college and they ain't coming back. That's going to be an issue for you. Right, but that, I'm a little know. concerned about that. I think <laughs> right. Snow Cone and I are both a little concerned about right. that. Uh, it's but you know what? You figured out Laszlo mode. fifty hey, percent we'll of the out. time. Yeah. So you just have to figure it out ninety nine point nine percent of yeah, the time. We'll figure but it that out. that shock that you had. You know, you talk about that first night. You know, when they're not when the kids Man, left and bad. everything. There's that because for me it was like going home from work and realizing oh there's nobody here. And they're not going to be. It's. I mean, anyone who's been through a breakup has experienced sure. that. If you live together, then you know what that's like. But there is that, even though you know it's happening, there are things that you don't expect along the way where you go, oh, yeah, it's just like saying I'm married. Now I'm divorced. So now if someone asks, are you married, single, divorced? Oh, I'm divorced. It's such a weird thing to add to that list. Right. Like, that's not something I did not plan on this. No. Like you said, I never really planned on getting married, exactly. but I did like dating and I, <laughs> right. and I liked the person, but that they're like, true. Hey, we can't date this long and not get a house. Well, I don't want to buy a fucking house. And then it's like, we need right. to buy a house. Can't keep burning. Okay. And then the house ends up being a pretty good decision. Right. You're like, all right, well, that's fine. And it's like, look, you got to get married. Everyone else is getting married. Right. And you think, Okay, I, I guess. And then you get married and you go, you know, I think this might actually be a pretty good decision. And then it turns out it wasn't. Right. <laughs> or at least it's not anymore. Well, like I say, uh, you know, and I've told you before, my ex-wife has talked me into every best decision I've ever made. Right. Which was, you know, move to Kansas City, right? Buy a house. Uh, I didn't want to move to Kansas City. Yeah. I didn't want... Like, what? I didn't even know what it was. Like, Kansas? Right. Fucking Kansas? I, the only thing I knew is that that was the trick question on the geography test. Yeah. Right? Like, in the fifth grade, like, where Kansas City is the capital of, and you're like... Nothing. Kansas? No. It's not the capital Missouri, of Missouri, right? It's in <laughs> Missouri. It is in Missouri, And they're yeah. like, yeah, but it ain't the capital either. You're like, well, fuck you, man. <laughs> right, right. stupid city. Yeah. Like, you want to move there? I'm like, no, I don't want to move there. The fucking... Every year, I got it wrong. In the well, fucking... you knew the Royals, at least. I did. Sports is how you... Because that's how... You know right. all those colleges and shit that I'm like, I don't know where the fuck that right. is. And you do because of sports. So right. you had so that going for it. But yeah, she made it. the decision. She made the decision to move here, and then she made the decision to buy a house. Uh, she made a decision to have kids or to get married. Yeah. Uh, you know, she talked me into all those things. She talked me into uh, having kids, right? Uh, and then in the end, she talked me into getting a divorce. And all of those were the best decisions I've ever made. I think in general, I know this is a, a gross generalization, but in general, at least maybe it's just you and, and, and I. But in general, women tend to be a little bit better about thinking about tomorrow and, and or at least saying, hey, you know what? That thing that maybe you thought about in the past, we don't want to deal with right now. Let's just let's get it out of the way. Let's right. do it. Whether it's you know going to that mortgage person and saying, let's just get this right. and let's buy a house. You're going to be happier once well, you get it. Let's have right. the kids. To play devil's advocate, though, maybe those are just because of the decisions I did make. Sure. Like, what if I didn't move to Kansas City? Right. Who knows? Maybe I'd be like, thank God I didn't move with that bitch. Could be. Right. Like, dodge the bullet, kids, and maybe I'd be married to you know who knows. Yeah, because right? you have to do and a happy, little bit of right. So it's like uh, the guy who goes to the concert and pays twenty five bucks for a ticket there's only seven people there yeah well he's gonna tell you is fucking great yes right to. even though he feels like he got taken the cleaners but he's gonna tell you it's fucking great because nobody wants to make such a shit decision right oh i went and saw this band everybody loves them you get there and there's like four people there you're like what the fuck so it's gotta you be like right. you people don't get it i made the right decision Let alone all of your decisions being shit <laughs> exactly like oh fuck so yeah you do have to right. say like no this is good this is good i do think that there's a lot of good though there yeah. were a lot a lot of good decisions that were made right. and i still there there's still like, are well, without her you wouldn't have your kids i'm like yeah we're gonna have two kids right with someone else who, who right, knows yeah who, who knows what it would have been like right and then someone asked about the divorce thing and I should have, I wrote down the memo here, but I think I remember what it said. But they were asking about, you have mentioned before that the idea of getting married again is like kind of off the table for yes. you. 
And you had made fun of people who say they've been divorced three times, four times right. in the past. And why is that? And that, because I have said, now that I've been divorced, when I meet someone who says, yeah, you know, I've been divorced three times, four times, whatever, like, oh, okay, cool. You keep trying. I like that about you. You, right. you're, you, you still like the idea of marriage. No, it hasn't broken you yet. in and out of rehab. Yeah, you're still trying. Congratulations, man. You're still getting the old college try. Exactly. You're still going. It's better to go. You know, you're spending some days sober. Still, you know, waking up and thinking life could get better. Sure. And, you know, I believe that this is good. But when I was young, I probably thought someone who says they've been uh, divorced three times, well, that person's got to be unlovable, right? I mean, they they must be so bad at being in a relationship. How could this possibly be? And sometimes it could be that they're just bad at being in a relationship. But also, they're bad at picking, uh, you know, mates. Yes. But with all the divorce and everything else and knowing how it goes and knowing that everything can seem on paper like a good decision and how people around you can be saying, I think this is a good decision. I think you found a good one. All those things. And it can still end in divorce. Who cares? I'm also, but your divorce was so different than mine because yeah. of all of the money and the courts right. and the yes. custody and all that. It's I'll never so be the same. Different. I'll never recover from right. it. Right. I'll never recover from it. And you could have, which I don't know how much this would help people, but I think that prenups actually work. They it do. seems like they do from the people I know yeah. that have had them. Like, it makes you life a lot happens, easier. Though, like, I mean, the truth of the matter is you don't get a prenup because fucking don't have shit when you get married. That's part like, of it. Like, if you were older now, if I were to get married now, I'd be like, yeah, we need a prenup. Yep. But, you know, I got married, we didn't have shit. So yep. it's like, you want a prenup? Like, it's almost embarrassing. Like, a prenup for what? I don't want any of this bullshit you have. And you don't really think in your head, like, yeah, but I might get some shit. <laughs> right. And you're like, man, fair enough. No, you're right. It ends there because right. I had my, bro- my brother wrote a prenup for me when I was get- getting married. And my ex said that, you know, she agreed at the time. Like, yeah, I guess I'll sign it. But it was 100% that, like, you don't have anything. Right. And... And I don't really see you getting a whole lot. And then you start going like, because my brother as a lawyer is like, yeah, but it doesn't matter. You go ahead and sign it. And then it's, you know, what you end up having. And then it's like, you know what? I'm probably not going to have that much. Now that we're sitting here talking about it, if we were to get divorced right now, you know, this before we had a house or anything, like there's really nothing here. Anyway, hold on a second, too. It's also, I know people say, oh, it does, it's not because um, I doubt that we won't make it, right? But it's just being safe. But I do believe in my heart that the person who brings up the prenup always, always is at least a little bit, always. a little bit more trepidatious than the other <laughs> of one. Of course, just like, mm, and you're letting that I, fear I, be known, right? And so, and it's because you know it. Now you're like, does it just open? Like, here's the door. We're getting married. We're gonna do this forever, and under the eyes of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, <laughs> right? And whatever comes with that, right? If I, we get divorced, I'll be excommunicated. I don't get like everything that comes with it. And then you're like, yeah, but if we do get divorced, like, can I still have like my shit? I need you to sign this. Well, you're the one opening the door. Yep. And you just don't You've want to already be the, done it. Right. You You've just don't already want to be the started one. to open that door to get that out, and you're not even in right. yet. Like, whoever brings it up first, like a game of poker. Yeah. And like, I think I some people are offended it by it. I hope she brings it up. I hope she brings up a prenup. Please bring up a prenup. Right. Of course. Right. That would be great, but she doesn't. She does. I don't you know exactly fun. why, but she doesn't. She should. She but. should, but she doesn't. I, I mean, I would, I kind of recommend it if you're going right. to get married because that whole idea of like, I don't have anything. Again, it does go back to, yeah, but whatever you have, we're going to put that on this contract. Right. We're not idiots. So we're going to say whatever you do get, right. this is how it's going to be split up. And then you know. Even if it's still a situation where you have to give a lot up, I think it would just make it easier paperwork-wise because it's already been decided. Exactly. And, I, and I've heard people say, oh, those don't work. Just go to LegalZoom. Yeah, go to LegalZoom or get a lawyer or something and just do the, uh, do the prenup. And as far as the getting married multiple times thing, I know what you're saying about the rehab thing. Oh, you're back in rehab again. I get that. That's a good analogy. It makes sense. I think there are a lot of people, though, who get married in their late 20s, somewhere around there. They get divorced. Maybe someone cheats, whatever happens. Same reason, I guess, everyone gets divorced. And then they get married a second time, and they seem to be like they were wiser when they got married the second time. Yeah. And, and now, I do think there's something to it when you're on to three and four. I totally get it. Well, you're I saying, think that, well, right, well, maybe it's because I waited. Yeah, I think that's so exactly what it is. I was later it, in life when it. I got married because I was like, I don't want to screw this up. I don't want to get divorced. And I waited. Yeah. Where most people be on their second, I was finally doing my first. Yeah. And I'm like, well, this time, I waited all this time to make sure I didn't fuck it up. I used to tell you, I'm not getting married. You remember before I was married, I would say, Slim, I'm not getting married. And you're like, why? And I'd be like, because I've made every mistake I could ever make as an adult, and I haven't made that one yet. Like, right. it's the one I haven't made. Here and I am. You there it. you go. And then I made it. And so then you did it. No, I, th- I wonder if you put them side by side and said, here's the average age that someone gets married a second time. 
I would guess that somewhere in your mid thirties, right. mid to late thirties, something like that. And as opposed to someone who waits that long to get married the first time, if their success rates are about the same, it's probably right. about the same. Although I do think those little things you could learn, like the prenup and all that yeah. stuff, you could figure that out maybe from being married before. But I, I think, well, yeah, and I think at two that marriages point, I don't even think about. Up. Yeah, oh, of course. If you've already been married, they already know you've been divorced. You're like, look, I've been through this. You, yeah, I, it, we're fucking getting a prenup. Like, I, you've had that scarlet right, letter right, there the whole right, time. They the know exactly yep, who they you know. are. So I think that you know, hopefully you're probably you're probably marrying someone who's been divorced too. I don't know. Maybe maybe not. But uh, if you are, then they're the same way. They're like, yeah, I'm not going through that shit again. There is something to that about when you're divorced. You know, someone who hasn't been divorced. Like my girlfriend was never married, so there is a little bit of. Uh, I feel like I'm the damaged goods a little right, bit, you sure. know, and she's not. And like, if we were to ever get married, well, it would be her first wedding. Well, that would be a hey, big deal for her, but it wouldn't be my first wedding. So she's probably well, going to feel like show up and be the ring boys again if they're fucking that's, twenty. That's, that's probably what we'd have to do. <laughs> Just get your boys. They're in their twenties, and they're just right the wait, flag again. Gonna, I'll go up there and find that dress that my ex left because I, I apparently she left a dress there that I found like Could four you years imagine later. Imagine my kids in high school being in your ring. Yes, boys for your second yes. wedding. Same color ties and everything. Yeah. We're just like, here, no, and I know. We'll I and I just tell Brooke, like, no, I've got this. I've done this before. Okay? Shut up. I know what I'm doing. Who's done this before? Not you. Me. I've got it all figured out. Oh, man. So hopefully that answers a lot of the divorce questions. Yeah. Divorce can be a great thing. Hey, Personally, I, tell you, I say this all the time. Uh, and Louis C.K. said it, but it's true. And I know people hated him, but this is toxic and problematic, so it's fine. My divorce just gets to keep it stronger and stronger. Yeah. Like, my wedding, my marriage kept getting worse and worse and worse. My divorce literally keeps getting... I am more solid and positive about my divorce today than I was the day I filed for it. Just like the, the dream I of falling in love. I'm going to be more and more in love? Right. No, that doesn't happen. I am more and more divorced. You're going to be more and more in love with your divorce. This is the least divorced I'll ever be <laughs> yeah. for the rest of my life. And it's the, beautiful. The I'm least, like, tomorrow, I'm even more sure I'm divorced. The it's more great. in love with it and the more divorced. Right. Yeah, and he has a, say, a bit, I think, where he says something about, I recommend you get married so that you can experience exactly. the, it's the, the greatest divorce. Thing. It is good. It, it is good. <laughs> it is so, good. All right, is that it? That's it. Are we done? The divorce. That's it. All right. Toxic and problematic. What else we need to tell them? Uh, go I to the website. If a divorce attorney doesn't sponsor this fucking show, I'll be, I know. Right. I'll be pissed. Yeah. If you want to, if you have questions about uh, sponsorship or that stuff, you can you can email me, slimfast at odyssey.com. Right. Well, we got the Church of Laszlo. That's right. Email you the Church email of Laszlo. Toxic and problematic at gmail.com. Toxic and problematic at gmail.com. Send all that stuff and there. if you have any comments about this you want to reach one of the two of us about whatever mm-hmm. you can do it through that as well right yeah. Yeah. and go to lazo.church to subscribe to everything and hopefully you enjoyed the podcast and i guess we're gonna roll some credits right yep and that is it thank you for listening if you enjoyed the show today and would like to help support us there is a link in the episode show description or show notes where you can donate toxic and problematic is produced by spencer wolf that's me and music graciously provided by our friend george who can be found at kid computer on instagram thanks talk to you soon T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.